grab a Bible and get set to receive a personal word from the Lord as you listen to this timely and spirit-filled message. Here is today's message. Engaging the master key to a world of supernatural turnarounds. I'm checking out on part two of it. We started last night. And this morning we'll be looking at one very important way of knowing where you stand. Fundamental proofs of our love for God. How do I know whether I am in love for God or not? The Bible is complete about any subject matter. Prove all things and hold that fast which is true. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21. Prove all things. So every instruction has its proofs in scriptures whether you are on key or off key. How do I know whether I am in love with Jesus? Or not. When you are in love with Jesus, number one, you flow effortlessly in revelation. Effortlessly. I call you no more servants, but friends. John 15 15, because the servant does not know what his master does, but all that I've heard of my father have made known unto you. You flow stresslessly in revelation you take the word and it opens up glory to God when you are in love and as long as you remain in love the flow continues No struggle to assess the mind of God from scriptures. You flow sweatlessly in revelation. I believe many more books will come out of my papers after my good old age as Jesus studies and I return home. There will be more books from my writings that are yet to be published by the light I'm receiving from heaven. You flow sweatlessly in revelation. That's his covenant commitment to his friends. You flow sweatlessly in revelation. When you are in love with Jesus, number two, you manifest unusual passion for the interest of his kingdom. Unusual passion. Everything about kingdom affairs turns you on naturally. 
the zeal of his house naturally consumes you you are not practicing you are not struggling you are just consumed by it in psalm 69 verse 9 the zeal of thy house has consumed me and the projects of them that reproached thee are falling upon me now that was david writing and it was what jesus referenced in john chapter 2 the zeal of the house has consumed me jesus when david was a man after god's own heart one of the manifestations of his heart for god was the consummation of the zeal of god of his life paul an addicted lover of jesus for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And woe is me if I preach not the gospel. I'm not ashamed. When you are truly in love with God, the zeal of his house naturally, sweatlessly consumes you. When kingdom affairs don't touch you, you are out of touch. You are out of touch. When you are in love for God, your passion for souls stays alive. Do you love me? He said, I do. Now, feed my lamb or go after my lamb. We got um, a 12-year-old child, God saved, and brought 12 members of his family. 12-year-old, the lamb. The lamb, father, mother, and all the siblings. He brought them to church. Go after my lamb. You love me as I do. Go after my sheep. Validate your love by your passion for souls. God so loved the world. If you so love God, you must love what God loves the most. These are fundamental biblical proofs of our love for God. Our love for God keeps our passion for souls alive. Keeps our passion for the enlargement and advancement of his kingdom alive. Remember the Bible says, let us not love in word, nor in tongue, but in truth and in deed. In truth and in deed. So many are out of touch in that area. And so the struggle of life just kept mounting, increasing and multiplying. But we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. All things, all things. You're struggling to make things work. He said, let me show you the secret. All things. We keep working together for the good of them that love God with proofs. Not in words, nor in tongue, but in truth and in deed. First John 3, 18. In truth and in deed, 
when our love for God becomes authentic, he is committed to keep all things working together for our good. All things. All things. So everything is working for me. I give him thanks for it. Everything is working for me. Everything is working for me. Everything is working for me. I don't beg him for it. His integrity commits him to it. Everything is working. Everything is working. 40 years of ministry, no begging. Everything is working. I've never stepped into a courtroom in my life, in my life, my entire life. Everything is working. Now, beginning from Shiloh 2020, as your love for God comes alive and remains alive, everything, 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 we keep working together for your good. When we are in love with Jesus, we identify with him shamelessly. Come on, say shamelessly. David the lover said, I will also speak of their testimonies before kings and will not be ashamed. There are many believers. You ask them where are, are you come from? Just from somewhere there. It's coming from church. We can't see it. He cannot say it's coming from church. Some have never had any Bible in their hand. And they claim to be believers. If you are ashamed of me and of my word, I'll be ashamed of you before my father and his holy angels. You don't have a place in heaven. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Romans 1.16. You identify with Jesus openly, publicly, everywhere, unashamedly. Everywhere, unashamedly. Is anybody in that of my stand in this nation and in the world? Just touch Jesus. You will know how gentle I am. Just touch the church of Christ. You see my gentility. I'm one of the most gentle human beings you will ever meet. <laughs> Without a genuine, authenticate, authentic love for God, the struggle continues. Someone in this church said I gave him the first gospel tract 1969 the month of July I got saved in February my team reached 61,887 souls this year under lockdown <laughs> not in open air crusade 
something is happening. Why call ye me Lord, Lord, without doing what I tell you to do? If you are in love with God, you will love his house. Amen. You will be addicted to fellowship. Being back home becomes a natural delight. How amiable at the tabernacles, oh God, David cried. I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Psalm 87, verse 1 to 11. Psalm 112, and verse 1 to 6. Everyone truly in love with God does not need a push to be in fellowship. Is naturally addicted to it. And by that, by so doing, it's going from strength to strength. Is finding the path of life, for that will show me the path of life in thy presence. And the Lord, I got in the midst of thee, in the midst of thee, he manifests his might. In the midst of thee. So when you are in love with God, you become a natural addict of fellowship. From where you go from strength to strength by the word of the Lord and from exploit to exploit. Because those who do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Next, when we are in love with God, giving becomes a delight. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 8. He said, this do to prove the sincerity of your love. God so love, God so gave. God so love, God so gave. Every true lover is a giver. Not every giver may be a lover you can give to be known give to be appreciated but there is no true lover who will not be a giver he said now where is the love of God in you your brother is in need and you say be warm and go away no you give him what he needs to validate your love to validate your love first John 3 15 to 18 to validate your love you give him what he needs this is so vital, this is so crucial. David, the lover said, and now because of my affection for the house of my God, I've given all out of my own private treasure. First Chronicles 29 verse 3. Giving is a vital proof of our love for God. Amen.
In First John chapter 4 verse 21, we have this commandment that he who loves God loves his brother also. And we demonstrate that by our given life. When we are in love, the lightsome obedience becomes our way of life. Whosoever has my commandment and keeps it is the one that loves me. And if he loves me, belong my father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. When obedience becomes a delight, Our love is authenticated. Obedience. When you see a believer saying, well, I know that's what the world says, but it doesn't matter. I know what I want to do. It's not in love with God. Every commandment of the Lord is for our profiting. You obey him is God. You disobey him is God. He say, I am that I am. Tell Pharaoh. Tell the everybody, I am that I am. I'm the same. Whether you obey me or you disobey me, I am I'm the same. Delightsome obedience. God says it and you jump at it with utmost delight. Or people even think you are mad. Utmost delight. You jump at it with utmost delight. Without any feeling for yourself. Then you are in love. But when God's commandment becomes a suggestion to you, an idea requiring your own opinion, then you are getting out of love. You, are, you need to recover yourself. You are getting out of love. You are getting out of love. You are getting out of love. The lights of obedience. Blessed is the man that delights greatly in his commandment. His seed also shall be mighty upon earth, the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. You need not just obedience, delight some obedience enjoyable obedience song full obedience you are just singing as you are going you are just enjoying Jesus the mockery is on but you are just having fun you are just enjoying yourself simply it's a vital proof of being in love with God why am I saying this? I love God, but why are things that are not working? Check these parameters. Check this acid test. How much of these are in place in your life that will tell what level of love you're operating on? You know what David said? How love I thy law. If you are in love with Jesus, you get addicted to the world. You are with the world every day. Until these tablets and uh, capsules came, I used the raw Bible, and I've used 33 of them, thoroughly consumed, 
when there's nowhere to mark, that's when I change it. Or when I want to mark a place and it's now the third time. You know my lifestyle, the Bible is always in front of me. When I'm dealing with anything and it's looking a bit uh, demanding, I open the Bible. Light comes and I carry on. Somebody asked me, do you cram scripture? I said, no, I eat them. I eat them. I was in Nefe for a meeting and the podium was taller than me. And because of the maintenance thing there, there was the light there you hardly could see. And I did that meeting with 62 scriptures, quoted verbatim. One of the students came to me afterwards and he said, Sir, you have used 62 scriptures verbatim. Do you cram them? I said, no, I eat them. I eat them. One day my note was here and I was up on this platform and I delivered the note and beyond the note. <laughs> because I mean, I, I, I've eaten it. So it's not that uh, somebody took my note. You can't take my heart. He said, let the word of God dwell richly in your heart. If you love him, addiction to the world becomes your new lifestyle. You are just addicted. You see the book as the solution book of life. You see it as the manual for profitable living. You are always checking to find out which button you need to press that you have not pressed. Somebody here, your life is changing level. In the name of Jesus. 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 When you are in love with Jesus, serving God becomes a delight. Have you considered my servant Joe? Even under his distress, he was still engaging. God told him to pray for his mockers. He responded with delight. And then God turned his captivity as he prayed for his mocker friends. And here his friends will say, well, why not? Anybody can pray for his friend. They, they, they were tormenting more than the torment of his life. Don't tell us you are righteous. God does not punish righteous like this. You are, you are a wicked man. We didn't know how to tell you before, but this is a proof of your wickedness. And God said, okay, pray for them. He was still serving God's interest in the midst of his distress. And then God turned the captivity of Job because he prayed for his friend. I had a document that I marked never to be read. Because of the venom that is in it. Of supposed close people that rose to say, how do we bring this man down? And spoke it. Not know it was recorded. No. I mustn't hear such voice. No, I mustn't read such document. So I stepped with it in my upper room 
never to be read. When you are in love, what affects others don't affect you. You will forgive anything, so you can forgive anything. Somebody's tool is changing. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. So when you are in love, forgiveness becomes your way of life. You, you don't hold anything to your heart. You don't let anybody's offense get God offended in you. You let him go so you can also go. I was told the church had judgment for a case outside the country. I never knew there was a case. And I'm supposed to be the head. I never knew there was a case. I never knew there was a case. I never knew there was a case. Now, what would you have done if you know? I won't do anything. I would just be praying for souls to be saved and for them to be established in the faith. Nobody wants to be wrong. Those who fail exam, they didn't fail exam because they, they wanted to fail. No, they wrote the best that they knew. They didn't measure up. That's it. There's a case against our church also in another country. The Supreme Court ruled that that case must not be brought up anymore. We don't even speak their language. Neither did I know. In case you are holding anybody in your heart right now, let him go. Let that man go. Let that woman go. Huh? Looking diligent, lest any root of bitterness springing up in you trouble you. It's not troubling the people you are embittered about. It's troubling you. Let him go. Let that man go. Let that woman go. Let that family go. The love of God forgives. Amen. We had an experience, my wife and I, on board um, what's it, uh, British Airways. You know, someone who had been standing against our ministry for seven years consistently, unabated. Got to a point where he tore my books and stamped on, on it and said, this is the devil. Now that I didn't know that he was on, play, on, on board that plane, my wife was a bit apprehensive. Because he has gone to greet my wife, wondering what I would do with him. As I bought the plane and I saw him, hey, how are you? How have you been? How's your family? No premonition. No. I'm going somewhere. Don't block my way there. I'm going somewhere. Don't block my way. I know where we were when the attack started. And thank God for where grace has brought us. If I allow bitterness in me, we will not get there. Are you in love with Christ? Freely go forgive. Freely forgive. Freely forgive. Are you truly in love with Jesus? Freely forgive. Freely forgive. Freely forgive. And then you find your future opening up with new chapters. Somebody's destiny is changing.
These are some of the fundamental proofs of being in love with God. Of being in love with God. Of being, you can always gauge where you are standing without needing a prophet to prophesy to you. When you are in love with God, you are just steadfast in your stewardship. You are consistent. You are not off and on. The spirit of death visited our family and was all out to take my wife. And in the same year, by God's commandment, I was in 27 nations of the earth with the everlasting gospel of Jesus all over. I remember I was in Tanzania when they called me that she was gasping and said, Jesus is Lord, but I'm going out now for the meeting. She's okay. She's alive and well. She's here today. When you are truly in love, you are naturally steadfast in your stewardship. You obey his last command with utmost delight. You are not being wicked or uncaring. You just know the right thing to do. To commit God to whatever looks at an issue. I wasn't going out to prove that I can go out. I was under commandment. If I stayed back, I couldn't heal her. The healer said, go out and leave me with the rest. Amen. One day she was gasping for breath in the U.S. And the Lord spoke to the sage, T.L. Osborne. Get down now and see faith. Get down now. He drove. Old man drove. Go to the hospital. Where's faith? Where's faith? She got there, she was gasping. She was virtually at her last breath. And that anointing stood over her. And Jesus recovered her. Amen. You are in love with God. You are, you are steadfast. Like you had the other time, somebody had a car break, time, break down. And but I can't go to church. Who are you going to church for? For yourself. Is it not God's fault who gave you a car? You are jumping for different vehicles to come to church. Amen. Is it not God's fault who gave you a car? One day, you know, I was going for a meeting and the car broke down. So I left it and went for the meeting. When I came out, because the key was in my hand, I thought I came with the car. So I was going towards the car park. Then I look up, there was the car. Oh, I said, no, the car is on the road. It wasn't part of my thought. I must make that meeting. They don't give offering in those days, so you are not going there to receive any offering from anybody. You are going there to serve Jesus' interest. The car broke down, I forgot. One day I got to Mekaduna and my wife said, What of the car? I said, The car broke down and I left it. He said, ah, So we stay with it. I said, If the car could move, I would have moved it. <laughs> Amen. I slept and enjoyed myself and prayed and, you know, uh, asking God to visit us. Not the car. Praise God. May everything blocking your, your steadfastness in stewardship 
clear off your path today. Let me hear your loudest amen. You know why you have to be steadfast? You shall reap it. In due season, if you faint not. When is due season? When you are due. Who determines it? God. It determines when you are due. So keep at it until you are considered due. And then for the next level, keep at it. When you are considered due for the next level. And for the next level, keep on doing it when you are considered due for the next level. You have to keep doing this and doing it over and over again. And you keep changing level over and over again. That will be your experience in the name of Jesus. And let me show you this. If they obey and serve him, what happens? They shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. May no one ever tell the story of when he used to serve God here. Now, you don't have to be a pastor to serve God. Abraham was a servant of God. He was not a pastor. He was not a preacher. Amen. Job was a big time businessman. He was a servant of God. And God was proud of him. He a servant. David the king was a servant of God. I found David my servant, my servant, my servant. So you don't have to be an apostle, a prophet. Man, I've been a servant of God since he taught me how to. Amen. Since he taught me how to. So I've been preaching crusade before I was called to ministry. And same people say it. Now, after a year, I determined that no day must pass without me finding somebody. And I would just lay and stand and find out who looks like he needs the kingdom. And then run to him. Jesus loves you. Then that's all. He's not the one. No Find somebody else. Jesus sent me to you. Eh? Yes. Then he has the gospel. Somebody's story is changing here. So serving God is not a calling, it's a choice. We are told that. Choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. So it's not that somebody has called and then he's called now, he's a servant of God. No. Not every called person is a servant of God. No. Many are co-leaders with God. Somebody asked me, what about security when you go out? Ah, security? <laughs> I give to you power to dead upon service and scorpions. Don't the pass of the enemy. When shall the enemies hurt you? Security? If you be full of that which is good, who will hurt you? With security, who knows you are there? People are dying. They need Christ. They are talking of security. Security of who? I've been secured all along. Praise God. Secured all along. We got to a place where the mosque decided to pull down their microphone for us to preach the gospel. On their own. They say, Papa is here. Please lower yourself. Ah, he's here. Let's put it off. They put it off for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. No one here will ever tell the story of when he or she used to serve God. I'm watching. 
The blessings of stewardship will never cease speaking in your life. Job said, even if he slays me, I will yet trust in him. Serving God is a proof of our love for him. Another proof of love is supernatural strength. Say with me, supernatural strength. He that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Isaiah 40, verse 28 to 31. He said, As thou not known, as thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord, who are serving the Lord, who are in love with God, shall renew their strength. You see, the almighty Fainteth not, neither is he weary. When you are in love with God, you are supernaturally energized. You are sold out to him, so he infuses you with the strength to keep doing his bidding all your life. Remember when we uh, know the length, the breadth, the height, and the breadth. And the depth of the love of God, we are filled with his fullness. And it's neither he fainted nor neither is he weary. There is no searching of his strength. There is no limit to his strength. So if Ephesians 3, 17 to 15 comes our way, as we keep growing in law, we begin to exhibit the strength of the Almighty in our life. I cause therefore every form of weariness. <laughs> Did you see Moses at 120? His natural force was not abated. His eyes were not dim. It was a man sold out to God and to his purpose. He took his life in his hand and headed for Egypt. And love is as strong as death. It was a raw demonstration of his love for God and for his agenda upon the earth. He wore the strength of God. What did he wear? The strength of God. Look at the man by name Paul. The kind of thing he went through is that he shouldn't survive. Shouldn't survive. Jesus was given 39 stripes once. He got it three times. Then he was now beaten with rods. Another said. Amen. He was lost in the deep overnight. In all these things, you have more than conquerors. There was unusual strength 
at work in him. That strength becomes your portion from now. When you are in love with God and you remain so, and you keep growing in your love, his strength keeps manifesting in your life over and again. There are many people here at 100, you will still be as sand as stone. So when you are in love, you are in strength. When you are in love, you are in strength. May Shiloh 2020 mark the turning point you have been longing for in your journey in the name of Jesus. Mark the turning point you have been looking for in the name of Jesus. And finally, when you are in love with God, diverse encounters becomes your natural experience. Diverse encounters with God becomes your natural experience. It keeps showing up on your matters. It keeps showing up in your affairs. When you are truly in love with God, Turn around encounters becomes your new way of life. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what I've reserved for them that love me. Eyes have not seen. I have turned around packages in levels for my lovers. It's always there. It appears to you time. And again, every appearance opens a new chapter, time and again, time and again. It's a new dawn for you. We can settle down to locate these factors and begin to appraise where we stand for time. Where we stand for time. Don't tamper with my love for God. I forgive you. Amen. I'm going somewhere, don't block my way. You say it's your own, take it. Amen. Take it. Somebody's story is changing. No one is ever in love with God at a loss. The love of God at work in your heart and my heart makes us highly profitable citizens of the kingdom. Highly profitable. We keep generating values in levels. Think of where Abraham got to. You are getting there. Think of how far Moses went, you are getting there. Think of how high God lifted Jesus, you are getting there. Stand to your feet.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your two hands, everyone, and ask the Holy Ghost to keep the love of God alive in your life. Ask the Holy Ghost, keep the love of God alive in me. 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 In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Among the proofs of our love is express answers to prayers. Elijah was a man of like passion. His passion for God was responsible for the express answers to his prayers. Express answers. David was a man that was in love with God. Every time he called, heavens responded on the spot. Shall I go up? Go up. Shall I go up? Don't go up. Shall I pursue? Pursue. The instant answer, our love for God entitles us to express answers to prayers. And what more? The world is looking for this. Our love for God is validated by the joy of the Lord because in his presence there is fullness of joy. He that dwells in love, dwells in God and God in him. Everyone in love is in joy. Everyone in love manifests the joy of the Lord. They are ever smiling. Praise God. They don't know the meaning of depression. They live above the shadows of it. It's far from where they live. Amen. Amen. You hardly can find out from them at any time what is wrong. They don't look like anything is wrong. They don't speak like anyone with whom something is wrong. They are just in their class because of divine presence. Because of what? And I will manifest myself to him. My presence will show up. So he's in joy all the time. He's in joy all the time. He's in joy all the time. I've not had one sleepless night over this ministry. He's in joy all the time. The only time my wife was challenged, nobody had the opportunity to say sorry to me. Is in, when you come in, how are you? I said, everything. Are you okay? How was the service last Sunday? Is everything go, go fine? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're doing very fine here. You just carry your greeting and take it somewhere else. Amen. And no pretense. That is the real thing. That joy unspeakable, full of glory. 
Joy you can't determine, you, you can't define, but it's full of glory. That's the kind of joy you'll be seeing from now. You know something, there are many people here, you won't know depression anymore in your life. You will not be found weeping behind closed doors anymore. Praise God. Now, let me tell you my fully. When I knock any door and it's not open, Jesus must have seen something dangerous in that door. So let me turn my back. Because when I knock, he opens. Hello, Jesus. He said, boy, careful. Hello, Jesus, I want to go to that place. Boy, careful. Thank you. It's not a good door for me, amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Well, something has broken loose in your life. You will not lack the evidence of the love of God anymore in your life. And from now, everything will keep working together to your advantage. Everything will keep working to the advantage of your business, of your family, of your ministry, of your spiritual life of your children all things working together for your good from henceforth and so shall it be amen lift up your two hands everyone and celebrate the faithfulness of god magnify him glorify him Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. How many had the testimony of that French man? Did you hear his testimony? His dead child came back to life from what he read in the book, The Turnaround Power of the World. It's not in French yet, I don't think so. And, so, and his English is not, uh, it's not yet matured. Yet. The little thing he found there brought his dead child back to life. The little thing he found there gave him a job. Now watch. He got the job and they were not going to pay him what he requested for. Yet he paid tight of what he expected. And they gave it to him eventually. <laughs> eh? 12 times. They gave him 12 times of what he requested for. I mean, there is power in knowledge. That is what? Now, that child will have been dead forever. And he will, he will have seen be jobless till now. But everything turned as he encountered the world. Everything turned as he encountered the world. Everything turned as God appeared to him through his word. Everything. Twelve times the salary you requested. By paying tithe. Of what you expected, above what they, they gave you half of what you expected, then you still pay tight of what you expected, and go say, Ah, you did that, and multiply it 12 times. Amen. What am I talking about? Every great story is a product of an encounter with the world. Get as many of the books as you can get and settle down in search of light. Settle down in search of light. Something is ordained to turn and to keep turning in your favor forever. Yeah. Settle down, settle down, 
settle down. Thank God for his grace, but thank God for the light I contacted from various books I was privileged to read and the understanding he gave me of them. If you remove that from my experience, it will be less than 50% remaining. So I would have lost 50% of my present life if I didn't have an encounter with Bruce. Someone said, you'll be the same that you are today in five years' time, except for two things, the books you read and the people with whom you walk. May you not walk with wrong people. They can wreck your destiny anyhow. Everybody that traveled with Jonah went down with Jonah. Everybody went down. All the ones that follow Absalom. They went in their simplicity. They didn't know where they were going. Absalom is the king. His father is very stupid. Absalom is the king. They say, be saying so, Absalom is the king. Get Fanta, Absalom is the king. Get Coke, Absalom is the king. They went in their simplicity and they all perished in calamity. All of them. Those who went with Datakura and Nabiram perished with them. My son, when sinners entice you, consent now. The books you read and the people with whom you walk. Are you coming from Shiloh? What did they tell you there? You people can hear stories. God is the one who determines who goes up and who comes down. Nobody can experience turn around except God gives him. You know, these things are all just matters of luck, you know. Don't follow Papa too closely. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. You won't find wrong people around with you. May the Lord keep you focused on the only one life you have. Only one life, no spare. Only one life, no spare. You won't waste it in Jesus' name. You won't waste the only life you have in the name of Jesus. So you find all the books around, you are interested, go look for them, and then see God decorate your life as you encounter more and more light from his word. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Remain blessed. His blessings makes rich and it has no sorrow. No more sorrow. No more weeping. It shall be laughter all the days of your life. It shall be laughter all the days of your life. It shall be laughter all the remaining days of your life. No one gathers to mourn in your household. The siege of untimely death is over. You will not weep over your business. You will not weep over members of your family. You never cry over your children. In the name of Jesus. Be blessed with the blessing of this house. Be blessed in your going out and your coming in. And be blessed in your work with God. Give the Lord a big hand of prayer. you with this word from Act 20:32. Now I entrust you to God, whose gracious truth is transformational and able to rebuild your character to be like Christ and give you the promised inheritance of eternal life.
joining all those who are fully healed. See, See you, you next time. time.